Have you been the victim of unfair treatment by a business or a corporation? Has this ever happened to you? Will be the baby of the year. Hello. Welcome to the Turbo Team Podcast. This is a unique episode. It's pre-recorded. So right now, I'm sitting here in Indianola, Iowa. And when this airs, I'll be sitting in northern Minnesota. So let's hope the world is still kicking like it is today. But no guarantees. I'm I'm Jake Brend. With me today, Alex and Ben, how are you guys? You know me. Ready, ready to review some movies. A week from today, it will be coming. It will be home. It officially will be home. It will have came home. Let's, re- let's record this whole podcast like England won this this weekend. Yeah. So hit. Yeah. That 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 PK by Harry was just awesome uh, on on Sunday. This prior Sunday, uh, England fans suck though. Yeah, they do. On Italia, they except us. A laser pointer in the keeper's eye. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Yeah, the, it was just a it was just a dumb kid. It was an accident. It was mis, it was Mr. Pulaski with his laser pointer that he used to use. <laughs> so uh, today we watched No Sudden Move with a uh, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle's word of the day: the Turbo Team Podcast. Ooh, good one. So good pull. Good pull. So it also has Brendan Fraser, <laughs> Julia Fox, Noah Jupe, Don uh, Cheadle, Benicio del Toro, Kieran Culkin, John M. David Harbour, Ray Liotta, Ray Liotta, Matt Damon, John Hamm, uh, and a guy Dag. named Bill Duke. We, we have to say John Hamm multiple times because he had like thirty minutes or thirty seconds of screen time. He's barely in this movie. Uh, so <laughs> this was directed by Steven Soderbergh. Came out on HBO Max uh, last Friday. Yeah, last week. It was July. Well, we'll I think get it's July first. Well, we'll get into our review. But Ben, do you want to take us through your synopsis? Oh yeah, this one uh, is kind of all over the place, so I'm gonna cheat and use uh, Google up for this one. Uh, in 1954, Detroit, small-time criminals are hired to steal a document. When their heist goes terribly wrong, their search for who hired them and for what purpose sends them winding through all echelons of the race-torn, rapidly changing city. I don't know if wending is a word or if that was just misspelled, but it's on Google. So basically, um, I think it it's kind of confusing, and there's a whole lot more to this movie than just that. Did you? Oh, wending. Yeah, I think that's a word. So I'm just going to come out. I, I did not care for this movie. I thought it was. So I was talking with Alex yesterday. I don't remember what I was talking. Oh, some camera battery thing. That was and this morning, bro. No, we talked yesterday oh, okay, about okay. it. And I was like, do you know how long this movie is? And you're like, oh, it's like an hour and 56. I'm like, oh, perfect. That like sounds like the perfect movie to review this week. Just something in that length. Yeah. And this thing felt so much longer than that. This it, movie it felt like three hours long. <laughs> I, I, I had to start playing 2K during the middle of it because I was bored. Oh, geez. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> f- from going... From watching, I think, should leave to this. I mean, I was expecting, obviously, something entirely different. But I think I was expecting more of a interesting heist movie. And it was a heist movie, but I just found none of it interesting. I didn't care what they were chasing after. I didn't care about any of the characters. I thought it was 
confusing. Yeah, it was really confusing. It was lazily written, I thought. Yeah. Um, this had so much potential just to be it, an incredible like comedy, action, drama, suspense. All had this, so we had everything it needed to be great, and it just wasn't. I thought it. Yeah, I thought it flopped. It was. It was very mid. I, I, d- it, I didn't hate it. I I'm thought, not gonna yeah. recommend this to anyone though. I'm not either. So, the not Rotten Tomatoes scores a 90 on this. Um, actually, preview of uh, later in the episode, we'll be playing the Rotten Tomatoes game again, hosted by yours truly. Um, but the, so the Rotten Tomatoes score is 90. The audience score is a 65. And I think this is one of the first times where I've agreed more with an audience score than I have, um, like the actual tomato score. Cause this movie just was so not, excuse me, nothing like yeah. nothing happened. Um, like it, they're like, Oh, John Hamm's in it. Karen Culkin's in it. Um, but incredible cast Ray, Ray Liotta, like all, look at all these people. And then like. John Hamm's in it for th- four scenes. To, Kieran Culkin dies 30 minutes in. Like To a much lesser extent, actually to a completely different extent, kind of reminds me of Tag. A little bit. Where Tag's like, oh, this should be like a really good <laughs> cast for a comedy movie. And it was just awful. And I think in the same way, you could be like, this could be a really good cast for like a like a classic crime thriller. Yeah, And it just... Oh, also had, also had the whole like oh the return of Brendan Fraser like Brendan yeah. Fraser's back he's a little fat well he's really fat but <laughs> Brendan Fraser's back like if you look up the movie the like and you go to he's cast, the number one guy if you go to cast yeah. he's the first one on it and he isn't even like a main character he dies with like forty five minutes left uh, his character's basically just like uh like a middleman that like reports like hires people like he's a middleman he just works for these higher ups like he's no he's nobody in this and i love he's he was just like nobody yeah and i love brendan fraser but you love brendan fraser who doesn't love brendan fraser the mummy you ever seen the mummy big mummy guy and tarzan and no uh george of the jungle and uh furry vengeance the 2010 comedy that has a seven on rotten tomatoes i'm gonna feel really bad actually i never watched or cared about any of those i'm gonna feel really bad actually not really that bad if we just Started by trashing this movie and Ben loves it. Ben, what do you think of this? Did it change your life? <laughs> um, I didn't love it. Um, as as hyped as I was for it because I was really excited because I thought that the cast was stacked. Um, I pretty much love anything Kieran Culkin's in. Um, but I kind of agree with both of you guys. It definitely was slower, and it just didn't really all come into place like I had hoped. Uh, I was really excited or impressed by the first um, act. I I like do agree with that. They, the the, 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 the way kidnapping they, yeah. I thought was really the well done. The way they set it everything up was incredible. Like yeah, like, I agree. I, I guess I didn't and know. Like, just the first to act throw was it all really out good. the window. I mean. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like it, they set it up and then they hit this peak, and I think right as they kill Kieran Culkin, it goes downhill. Um, because I love Kieran Culkin. Um, even if he does play his character, the same character in everything he's in, like he's like he's Scott Pilgrim, um, Succession, he's still like really good. And he's really good in this movie too. But they kill him thirty minutes in, and then they're like, "Oh, it's a setup, like all this, all this." And then like you're like just confused the rest of the time, you know. And then we, well, yeah, because then they're <laughs> then the characters are also confused because there's so much plot and so much like names that are thrown around. Yeah, that honestly, it's kind of hard to keep track of at points. Like the D plot with the accountant. There was like an E plot. And the woman he's going to run away with and how they're going to use the document to run away. Yeah. Every every single person in this movie was so interchangeable that I didn't know know anyone's name. 
I didn't yeah. until like the end scroll. Like I didn't even know that this was about like Ford Motors and stuff like that. I yeah. I I watched it late at night. I think it's a real. I think it's based off a true story. It was so, which can also that can also be why it's not because it might not be an interesting story and they just mm-hmm. made a movie about it yeah. anyway. Yeah, that right. that has happened before. Yeah. Um, but for me, the the best comparison for me would be One Night in Miami, I didn't where see that. you just look at him like that's a loaded cast. It's getting it's like critically acclaimed, really good reviews, and I just sat there the whole time like just waiting for it to hook me, like yeah. waiting for me to be engaged, waiting yeah. for me to be interested in it. And it just never came. I, I do agree with Ben. Actually, I didn't, I was more just hung up on the negatives. second and third yeah. act of the yeah. negatives. I would agree. With but that. the, the Thanks. kid, the kidnapping scene in the first act, I thought was really good. And that was, I, I was pretty excited for the film at that point. And I was like, yeah, that, that this is just well done. Yeah. But then I think as soon as that ended is where I just got confused. Like what was, going what the goal was what the papers that they were going for were so they were going after it's like a it's kind of like a recipe but like instructions of how to design this um i think it was an exhaust that's better for the environment oh, blueprint yeah blueprint that's what it is thanks ben G- the ben's the smart one on this podcast yeah um the the architecture really. major yeah <laughs> so they uh and they it was i think it was designed to make this like exhaust that doesn't like kill the environment or whatever but these like but all the like the main like motor companies are making all these cars like caught wind of this and they all went in together to like prevent this thing from being made the government found out about it now they require it to be made and put into every car still today so um that's what it was but see that's interesting but nothing like i don't care that's interesting but the movie yeah didn't draw it out like that at all i i don't know i and there then, were so many old guys. Were, Every old guy in this movie was different or they, was the exact same. And made, the only reason any yeah. one of them stood out was because it was Ray Liotta. I'm like, oh, Henry Hill. If these were like no Field of Dreams. Yeah, if they didn't have... That's probably why this cast is so good is because the story is so boring. And like if we didn't see like at the end, it's like, oh my God, that's Matt Damon. Like if we didn't like have that, then we'd be like, like this movie sucks. <laughs> I don't know any of these people. Like it's boring. <laughs> like I don't care. Yeah. You know? So... Seems like it could have um, been a really Damon good documentary. Save the movie for me. He didn't like it. Did for Alex. He didn't, but, he didn't um, save the movie for me either. But <laughs> he, he definitely didn't hurt it. I guess. Um, uh, I think that a lot of that came came down to um just the two main characters, our protagonists, because they track and follow the mystery because they have no idea what's happening either. And it's not till they discover what's happening that we discover what's happening really just because we're at that disconnect mm-hmm. where like, I mean, usually when they take you on this journey, it sort of makes sense. But with this, it's just like, Oh, some higher up wants to kill us or pay us off with even more money. And then that just happens four times over. Yeah. So I, it's just that sort of overlap. This seems like something that could have been a pretty good documentary. Something like HBO could have done really yeah. good with, um, yeah. But it's for like a niche audience. Like this isn't just going to draw in yeah. the average movie viewer, which I think is kind of what our podcast tries to represent in a slight way, not entirely. Yeah, but I would agree. Like someone who loves following like the stock market or just loves following like business cars, yeah. and cars. I think this movie could be really interesting as a documentary. Mm-hmm. But to the average viewer, I think if it's done perfectly, like um, there's. There's just some documentaries. I can't think of one off the top of my head 
I'm like, I have absolutely no interest in that topic, but the documentary was so fascinating that I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, But this wasn't a documentary. I don't know why I'm talking about documentaries. As a film, I thought this was very (laughs) subpar. I thought it was disappointing. Um, I didn't think Don Cheadle was that good in it. No. I guess to the film's credit, to the casting credit, Mm -hmm. it had high expectations (laughs) because of a good cast. The only person that did well, the only two people did well in this movie, um, the casting director and David Harbour. Yeah. Everybody else sucked. Mm-hmm. That being said, I thought David Harbour was incredible. Yeah. In I thought, wow, you're just doing Julia Fox like that. Okay. Like, yeah. Julia Fox is really good too, but David Harbour stuck out to me more because I think he was put in more difficult situations. So his character was at least, and so he kind of has to act a little harder. But um, yeah, I'm a. I love Julia Fox. <laughs> Listen to the Uncut Gems episode if you want to hear about me. Go on about her. But um, I thought David Harbour. Yeah. Was really, I thought David Harbour was really good in this. He uh, his life like fell apart through the entire thing. Like. His wife was leaving him, and the girl he's supposed to run away with left him, and now he just kind of doesn't have a job. So, yeah, I, uh, kind of funny though <laughs> when he's just like like crying and saying he's sorry while yeah, he's beating up his boss. Beat up. I also thought funny. I also thought David Harbour was incredible in Black Widow. Um, just an outstanding <laughs> film so far. Uh, he was also in Stranger Things. I thought he was he was pretty good in that. What are you going on about? Stop it. No, Ben, <laughs> you're ruining the joke. Come on, Make ben. the... I, m- I made that reference uh, button. You couldn't have gotten that any <laughs> yes. more wrong. All right. <laughs> I understood that reference. <laughs> I made that I reference. Made that there reference. it is. <laughs> I'm the smart one, like you said 10 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> um, Anything else you guys hated about this movie? I, I will okay. say, I didn't hate it as much as I did. I didn't um, hate it. All the little things or whatever that Denzel Washington movie we oh, watched gosh. was. It was terrible. I think we kind of expected Did you guys that. notice how, like, the lens were, like, slightly widened? Okay. Like, they're almost fishing. It was fish a fish eye. eye. Lens. It was almost yeah. like a fish the eye. Very corner. Yeah, and I... Sorry, my, my dad's filling up on ice, all, all viewers. <laughs> um, And I think... uh. It didn't work, and I think it didn't work just because the movie was bad. If it was a good movie, I'd be like, "Oh, that was incredible," but it's bad, so I was like, "Oh, it sucks." I don't what? Know. Yeah, what? I did. I did I notice did just the lens itself. What? I did notice another thing that, um, it did odd. It there was a couple different conversations where it put the subject out of focus. Mm-hmm. So if David Harbor was talking to his wife his wife would be the one in focus, even though she was the one on the other end of the conversation. Yeah. I don't know what that meant or why they did it. I just that that was something I picked up on. I did it a couple different times. Have you guys ever seen Ocean's Eleven? Uh, briefly. It's the same yeah, guy. Same it's the same guy. So I think there's very similar. I don't like the Ocean series, so that's probably why I didn't like oh. this. But. Yeah, I... Uh, this guy doesn't like heist movies. This I is, actually don't like ice movies. This so. is just one of those movies that, like, I, now you see me too. I don't feel strongly enough about to like dig into every single critique I have about it. I just don't like it. I, I don't know what else to say other than great freaking choice, Ben. Um, yeah, Ben. Hey, it's hey, it's topical. It well, came out two days. We ago. could be watching Black Widow right now, and here yeah. we are sitting about talking about David Harbor. Yeah. Yeah, here we are. Really wanted to see Black Widow. <laughs> Love Florence Pugh. Yeah, Flor- Florence Pugh. Come on, the Midsummer. Pod. Yeah, come on the pod. Or review Midsummer. <laughs> uh, again. <We> did. Twice. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but still, Mitch, we had our, that yeah, our, movie. Our two guests for our Midsummer review, Mitch Neeson <laughs> and Florence Pugh. <laughs> what <laughs> polar opposite people? <laughs> no, we know we need a review fighting with my family, where she plays the uh, WWE. Wrestler. Oh yeah, I saw that. The movie looks stupid. <laughs> Wait, you watched that? No, well, I saw the previews for it. It looked dumb. Let's watch it. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> anything else about this movie? Uh, um, I thought that. Benicio del Toro is the most underutilized actor in a Star Wars movie ever. Which it, one? Who is he? In he was the hey. code breaker. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, Benicio del Toro's in this movie!" And then he he like came on and stuttered for three minutes and like yeah. was gone. Like, I right. feel bad for Benicio del Toro. I, I feel it. like every movie I watch with him in it, he like is so underutilized. Like, especially in this, like this movie's character kind of sucked too. Like, I didn't think he was that good in this movie either. He had some funny parts, though, like how he'd drink at every spot they went to. Yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> he'd always drink out of a flask or just take drinks. And, like, when he covered the wife with the blanket, yeah. it was like, I've just had a really long day. That's what I'm saying. If this movie, this movie had, like, so much, like, all these guys have done comedy before, like, comedic type stuff. That was fun. Like, they could have put so much more, like, comedy in this movie. They would have made it, like, like, even if the action isn't that good, like, the comedy, like, is still funny. But they just, it's not... It didn't work. They don't have to make it a comedy. Well, there's comedic parts in it, like putting the blanket over the lady's head, or um, like David Harbour had some funny times in it where he's like punching his boss and he's like, I'm sorry, I like my job. Um, That's just natural. It doesn't have to be a part of it. It doesn't have to be like the other guys. Okay, man. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I I don't know. This movie wasn't good. I didn't like it. I don't know how it got a 90 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's just probably one of those weird things where just the Hollywood elite, um, good friends with all these guys. <laughs> and like the best thing about this movie is the cast. Like, yeah. Like if you like, uh, like if you reviewed this movie before you saw it, this is like probably top 10 movie of the year. So this the little things got 45, 67 audience score. This has a 90. Dude, how did the little things get that high of an audience score? Dude, the little things got a higher audience <laughs> score than this one did. I don't agree with that. I, I didn't like hate, either of them. But I hated both of them. I like I, I like this one more. You yeah. hated this. I I hated the little things. I just didn't care for this movie. If it wasn't for the first epi- the first um, act, this movie act. would probably be on par with the little things. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was boring, repetitive. Like I thought the same thing ha- kept happening over and over. And then pointless. Like, I, I don't think there's really any stakes in this movie outside of like, oh, this guy might die. Oh, this guy might lose his wife. Like, I, I think the best movies have stakes that are not higher than that, but are deeper than that. Even the shootout at the restaurant was boring. They have stakes that are sloppy. <laughs> uh, check out last week's call, episode. Call back to last week's episode or 10 minutes ago. <laughs> check out season two if I think you should leave if you haven't already. Um, <laughs> it can service. They can't serve a sloppy steaks, but they can serve a steaks and a cup of water. <laughs> can't stop you from putting the water on the steak. Uh, yeah, even, like, if you look at, like, shootout scenes at restaurants, like, uh, the one in The Godfather comes to mind, where he kills the the cop and the, the, the Turk. But um, Or the Irishman. Or the Irishman. Like, the, like even the shootout at the diner was lame in this one. Um, like, they, they killed Brendan Fraser, which was cool. But, like, who are those two guys... And then, like, Don Cheadle had this, like, we never fully understood, like, Don Cheadle's past. Mm-hmm. Like, he's saying, like, oh, I'm going to move to Kansas City. Yeah. But he's like, oh, I want to put the money to make, like, this city great again, the D- Detroit good again. And 
He's like, oh, I just got out of prison. I was like, did you just get out? Like, they've never addressed this. So, so for all my baseball you fans did. listening, all my baseball fans listening, this was, if if I could describe um, this movie, it would be the AL Central. It takes place in Detroit, the most <laughs> boring division in baseball. Go Tigers. Uh, it never amounts to anything. The only World Series they have in the last 50 years are the Royals. Um, shout out Isaac Dyke. Yeah, shout out Isaac Dyke, who's now transitioning to a Mets fan. to being a Mets fan for some reason. <laughs> okay, finish the sentence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this this movie is the AL Central of movies. Thank you for listening to my yep. Go Tigers, <laughs> Go Tigers, Go Tigers. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, pro- spoiler for this week episode is going to be probably a shorter review, but I think kind of like our little things episode. It's just because we don't really have a whole lot to say. Yeah. I mean, if you if you want to watch this movie for yourself, watch it for yourself. I wouldn't rec- recommend it. Um, but like if you like David Harbor and John Cheadle, I guess check it out. Um, it's pretty much okay. So here's it. something we can do to stretch out the review a little bit. I don't know if I have an answer to this, but I think Ben might have some insight to it. Ben, if you could do one thing to make this movie better, what would you do? Oh, gosh. You don't have to have an answer. I just thought that um, could be an interesting question. Have uh, Make the two guys have a clear objective. Yeah. Make uh, Kurt, Curtis, and what's his face? Uh, Ronald have clear objectives of what they need to do mm-hmm. because if they have um, a specific target that they're trying to go after or a specific person they're trying to meet and they have to go through all these channels and like go through all the middlemen, like whether that's paying them off or like beating them up or whatever, mm-hmm. then I felt like that would have made it more clear cut and give it some sort of finality instead of just uh, Oh, Matt Damon's here. So I guess we're over. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I would personally, I would have made the movie more simple because um, I think it's a very complex movie and complex to the point where, and it's not good. So it's complex to the point where it's hard to understand. It's not fun to watch. So I think simplifying the movie a little bit, making these storylines more, get rid of some of these outside characters that don't aren't really necessary, making it more simple. Like Ben said, making sure these guys have like a, like an exact thing of like goal of what they're trying to do. Um, build on the comedy a little more. And then I think I would include John Hamm a little more in this because like the law ended up winning at the end. Mm-hmm. But they're barely in this. Like John Hamm interviews. Like his only his big scenes are he interviews the, the family, kid. the family. He interviews the kid, and then he talks to the people that have like kidnapped Don Cheadle, and then the movie's over. Mm-hmm. Like he's those are only his three things. I love John Hamm, and I would have loved to see more in this movie, especially as the <laughs> cop that's kind of one step behind that finally catches up at the end. Like kind of like a uh, uh, No Country for Old Men type thing. Mm-hmm. Or, um, I don't know if yeah, I don't think you've seen it, but hell, hell, hell or high water. So. Yeah, I agree. I think simplified, not shorter because an hour 55 is already pretty short. I think it's a good time. But to make it feel shorter, like make it feel like the actual runtime, make yeah. it feel like it's an hour 55, not two hours, 55 minutes. I think, uh, what's the movie we did two weeks ago? It was, uh, oh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I felt that one, like it was long, but I think it was, it like kind of worked too. Compared to, like, I think this one was long and it didn't work. Because, like, if you're going to make a movie long, you need to fill everything. And you every, like, 30 minutes or so, you need to, like, put something in this that, like, amps it up. So if your attention was wavering, you brings it back up. 
Um, this movie just doesn't do that, you know. And if they do, then it's they don't do it very well. So. Yep. Yep. So, do we want to get into our ratings of this film? Yeah. Do you want to go first? Yep. I'll give it a three and a half out of ten. Ooh. Yep. What did I give the little things? Probably like a four. Let me check my chart. Uh, I don't know. You should inter- forgot to write it down. In turn of, in turn of the podcast, <laughs> you're keeping our rates for these things. <laughs> yeah, I got this thing written on my forearm. <laughs> it just takes up your whole <laughs> arm. Uh, ben, what's your rate? Uh, yeah, fell pretty flat, even though I had a lot going for it at times. I'm going to give it a six. Uh, I'm going to go lower than Ben. I'm probably going to give it a five. So Wow. I really yeah. did not. Whoa, like he's saying it. I, would, I probably would have given it like a two if it wasn't for that first act. Literally, like, literally as soon as they killed off Karen Culkin, then this movie two. sucked. I'd probably watch the first act again. Like the, I'd probably the, go the back first, and watch the it. first act. My bad, not second. But yeah, as soon as Kieran Culkin yeah. dies, movie sucked. So, but yeah, I that, that's what I would have done. I wouldn't movies more Kieran Culkin. I wouldn't recommend anyone to watch this movie, but uh, if you want to, feel free. Go ahead. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, we ain't, we ain't trying to tell you what to do. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's gonna conclude our that's review the, of the Turbo Interview. Do you know how many times I had to look up what this movie was called? Like three different times. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't remember. Really? They didn't say the name of it in the movie. How I, was I supposed to know what it's called? Like, this movie was so forgettable that, like, before we were um, about to start the episode, you had to look it up. I couldn't Google the name. I just Googled new Don Cheadle movie. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> this is, hey, this man, is, that's what I always say. Hey. Hey, that got that got us excited for uh, our two weeks from now episode, Space Jam Two, baby. Oh yeah! Oh gosh, that's gonna be awful. I hope we don't watch Space Jam. John Cheadle playing himself, the villain. Oh, Bill Murray played himself in the first one. Yeah, I, I haven't yeah, seen the first Space Jam ever. Playing I'm gonna watch it as a villain. I'm not gonna watch it again. <laughs> I hate Space Jam. Space Jam sucks. I don't hate it. All right. Um, we're playing Rotten Tomatoes game yeah, score. You, it's everybody's favorite game, the Rotten Tomatoes game. Hit the button, Jake. I understood that reference. All right. I missed the button. We should, we should get a Rotten Tomatoes game button. Just like a game, like a shitty game show music. That'd be kind of funny. All right. <laughs> so this week I was in charge. I am in charge of hosting. So we have, I have picked out nine movies. Ben and Jake are going to be competing to see who can guess the most right <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes scores. So we are going to do best of nine. Is that what we're doing? Yep. Yep. Best okay. of nine. So I got nine movies. Ben and Jake, am I going to keep track? Are you guys going to keep track of your own points? Uh, we'll, we'll keep track of our own point. Yeah. Uh, our Don't listeners forget. will do it. If you're listening, call in 515-508-1299. If you're listening at home, play along. <laughs> Let us know who won. All right. <laughs> Two weeks later. Yeah. All right. Hey, Jake, I think you won 5-4. All right, thanks, Nate Magic. <laughs> All right, winner plays Nate there. Magic. It's out of pocket. Like, like usual, winner will call Nate Magic afterwards. Winner gets a play <laughs> All right. Unprompted. Unprompted. All right. The first movie, The Terminator, 1984, the first one, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm going to go 83% there, Alex. I will say, I don't think you guys are going to get this one. Well, that changed my answer. Kidding. Go ahead, Ben. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 87. 100. Really? Yep. Look. Uh, as Jake, Jake is my witness. Oh my gosh! I thought people. St- I thought people like Terminator Two better. Uh, <laughs> well, Terminator Two has a hundred and one percent. I'm gonna look up Terminator Two. Terminator Two has ninety three. So, jeez. All right. Um, six point. Not. This is kind of interesting. Six point four million dollar budget. Seventy eight point four eight million dollar uh, box office. Jeez. So it's it made a lot. All right. So that was the first movie. Who won, Ben? Oh yeah, I won, uh, baby. All right, second yeah. one. 
kind of switching up. Super Troopers. Oh, gosh. I've never watched it. Let me Google um, but Super I feel Trooper like Rotten the Tomatoes score. score is going to be unnecessarily high. Um, I'll give it a 76. Gosh dang it. That, that's literally what I was going to guess. All right. Uh, higher, lower, higher, <laughs> lower, higher, lower, higher, lower. I'll go 71%. 35. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, I was low. kind of surprised because I remember people, I remember like talking to people and they really like Super Troopers. No, I guess it's just like one of those stupid kind of like trailer park, trailer park boys type comedies, which is dumb. All right. So tied. Rolling one. Yep. All right. Third movie. Uh, 2018 film Bohemian Rhapsody starring oh. uh, podcast favorite Rami Malek. I know for sure this is in the Why 60s. Say it like that. <laughs> like I, I know, like I, this is my concrete lock of the day. This is a 64. percent All right, Ben. Gee. Concrete lock of the day. Uh, six, 65. Said 64. Yeah. To 60. Oh, that was Jake pretty Woods. close. I won. Yes. Nine oh nine hundred and four point four million dollars at the box office. This movie made almost a billion dollars. It's only a six. And it's only sixty on Rotten Tomatoes. It got like four Oscars. <laughs> uh, I don't think it won any of them. Oh, Rami Malek won Best Actor it, in a no, Leading Role. No, and it got Best Editing and Rami Malek. Best Editing, Best Sound Mixing, and Best Lead Actor. What? How did this movie win Best close. Editing? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Yep. So uh, Jake's yeah. up 2-1. All right, 2018 film starring fan favorite The Rock, Tooth Fairy. This is 2018? 2018? Two, okay. Did I say 18? Yeah, you oh. said 2018. Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody was 2018. <laughs> Like, did I watch this movie recently? Because <laughs> I remember seeing this. Jake, <laughs> be, be, I just high, be a junior in high school just and this came out. Just about had a midlife crisis. Went to watch it alone as a junior in high school. <laughs> All right. Tooth Fairy. Uh, I'm going to go 29%. Ben? Uh, I say I say 33. Oh, 17 Really? Jake's up 3-1. Oh, ben, you're really blowing it today. <laughs> no one's right. ever blown a 3-1 lead before. 2015, one of my favorite films ever, The Hateful Eight. One of your gonna, favorite films ever. A, I love The Hateful Eight. The Tarantino. Tarantino. Uh, it's got... Tarantino doesn't really miss. So. Kurt, Kurt Russell, Samuel Jackson, Tim Roth, Walton Goggins. Tarantino doesn't miss. I'm going to go 88%. Ben? I just pictured you naming the cast off the top of your head because then you'd sound like Nick Wilson. Um, I'd say probably about what do you mean by that? <laughs> what do you mean by that, bro? All right, it's and a, Nick likes his stats. What's what's it do you? Wait, so what'd you say, man? He said eighty-four. 84. You said eighty-eight. All right, it's a seventy-four. Ben wins. Gosh dang it! So uh, Jake's up. Guess I was on the eights. All right. He's going he's been a good one. 2019 film starring Zachary Levi, Shazam. Oh gosh. Superheroes always get like a 15% better rating than they deserve. This is a DC movie. So I'm going to go 79%. Ben? 80 84. Ben wins again. It's a 90. Are you kidding me? I haven't seen this one. So it, knew it. All right. So it's tied not so we're tied 3-3. Three, three. All right. Next one. Oh yeah, one. who's slowing down now, huh? Uh oh wait. Me. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. That's the point of that's the punchline. Uh, give me a second, actually. Second's All right, been I given. 
I think I got it now. Okay. So, 2015 action adventure film, Furious 7. Oh, my gosh. Uh, just off the Paul Walker. <laughs> yep, this is the last one with Paul Walker. Off the Paul Walker nostalgia. Um, these, like, these nostalgia. critics... These critics would be like ridiculed for giving it a low score. So I'm going to say it got way higher than it deserved, as in an 81%. Okay, Ben? Uh, I say 76. Oh, he almost got an 82. Oh, yeah. Jake's up 4 3. All right. If I win this one, it's over. <laughs> if Jake wins this one, it's over. All right, Ben. Uh, so. 2013 comedy, We're the Millers, starring um, the guy, Jennifer Aniston, Jason Sudeikis, Emma Roberts, yeah. and Will Poulter. Also, Jake's favorite, Ed Helms. <laughs> oh, uh, gosh. Uh, I, say, I say 67. Gonna go... Go 60, 60 flat. Oh, 48. Jake wins. All right. We got one. We got one. Congratulations, Jake. You are now the winner. I think you beat me too, didn't you? I'm pretty sure I'm undefeated. Yeah, Jake's undefeated. Yeah, because you beat, did you beat Nate Magic when he picked up that one time? Yeah. All right. So I have one more. We can Kicked either. Kicked him in the throat. I, can, I have one more. We can either do it and I can pick three new ones for Jake and Nate or we can use this for one. For one. Uh, we'll call Nate. Let's see. Actually, uh, we're connected to Ben on Bluetooth, so it's not going to work. So Nate's listening. He's not going to be featured this week. So, all right, we'll just do the last one. It's Dumb and Dumber. The first one, 1994. Uh, Jim Carrey, Jeff Daniels. 55. Ben? Uh, 61. Ah, Ben wins again. 68. (laughs) What do you mean Ben wins again? (laughs) Well, that counts. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) So I'll do it. Yeah, Ben, take that L all the way in Cedar Falls. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and you're going to be taking it again in two weeks when this episode comes out. Yeah, when you're reminded by it that you lost. When Ben definitely listens to this whole episode again (laughs) when it comes out in two weeks. All right, this has been the the Turbo Team podcast. Uh, Sorry for a short episode. I don't know if it hit, but we're just going to say have a turbo time. Boot. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Turbo Team Podcast. Our social medias are linked in the bio. Follow us on Twitter at the Turbo Team Pod. You can listen to all episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform where podcasts are listened to. Thank you for listening.